Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. Today, Lily Shockney, Professor of Surgery at Johns Hopkins University, will be discussing genetic testing and genetic risk evaluation for breast cancer. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. There are several known breast cancer gene mutations today. Do you think that more will be identified? First, I'll tell you that I, I'm very sure more will be identified. BRCA1 and BRCA2 gene mutations are the best well-known, and they were discovered uh, the first one in 1992 and the second one in 1993. So we've known about them for quite some time. But there are some others that are more, far more rare. There are scientists, including scientists at Hopkins, that are looking and do believe that there will be several other breast cancer gene mutations that we will need to then not just identify, but develop a test to find them. These uh, type of genetic tests are done with a blood test or with a saliva sample, what's called a buckle sample, where you take what looks like a, lo a long Q-tip and they rub the inside of your cheek and can send it away for testing. These types of tests are not done at the laboratory where the blood was drawn or the saliva was obtained. Uh, or at the breast center where you where you are getting your care, or at the mammography facility where you're getting your mammogram, they are sent to genetic laboratories, which are centralized facilities. The best known are out on the West Coast. And it usually takes anywhere from a week to three weeks to get the test results back. Once we have identified, yes, you do have a gene mutation, now is the time to also think about what impact will this have on you as an individual if you've already been diagnosed with breast cancer currently, because we, if when a, someone has a very tiny tumor, a relatively small tumor in their breast, the majority of the time that patient will do just fine having a lumpectomy, just removing the tumor with a, a margin of healthy tissue around it, followed by uh, radiation. But if you've got a gene mutation, that changes things a bit because now that individual has a higher risk of the breast cancer coming back in that breast, also of developing in the opposite breast as a brand new primary breast cancer. And so a serious discussion is held about doing bilateral mastectomies, usually skin sparing, most of the time nipple and areola sparing provided that the tumor is at least two centimeters away from the uh, nipple and areola underneath of it, and that is actually measured. And usually reconstruction um, is also done at that uh, same time. We also pay attention to risk of recurrence in what is left of that breast tissue. We cannot remove every breast cell. Your breast tissue goes up to your clavicle, and goes down below the elastic band on your bra, what we call the bando around the, the bottom of the bra. So we aren't able to take away all of that breast tissue. So we need to pay attention to that breast skin and continue to monitor her more closely than what we would normally need to do if she did not carry a gene mutation. We also will discuss with her uh, for BRCA1 and BRCA2 about getting her ovaries and fallopian tubes out 
uh, at some point based on if she's already had her family or plans to start a family, when will that be? And we may have her have a baby or two and then get those ovaries and fallopian tubes out. Then we got to look at the rest of her family because she being genetically positive for a gene mutation means that 50, 50 50%, half of her siblings will carry the same gene. And then we also look upward at her parents to see where did this gene mutation begin? It could have begun with her. Uh, Sometimes we test parents and find neither one has anything. But most of the time we do find it within one of the parents and even the prior generation within a grandparent. When the gene is carried by a man, his risk of getting breast cancer is below 10%. However, he passes that on to his children. And if it's a girl that has got passed on to, well, now she's got a 60 to 80% risk. So it, it, we just don't look for, oh, well, dad didn't get breast cancer, so he doesn't carry a gene. That's, that's not how this works, that uh, he could have been spared from not getting it, but he still genetically passes it on uh, to the offspring. This can also create some sibling rivalry, some family fights. It's very unfortunate to see, but it does happen. I was with a, uh, I was with a patient and her sister. The patient tested positive. Her sister tested negative and the sister that was positive looked at the sister that was negative and said, you have had good luck all your life. And I want to remind you, I have never forgiven you from stealing my boyfriend when I was 16. Well, both of these women were now in their 40s and she's going to bring up and stir up something that happened when they were teenagers. There's a lot of unfinished dynamics in that family. And it's going to get uglier and uglier, unfortunately. So sometimes, believe it or not, it can require a referral to psychotherapy for the family to talk about this and air their grievances and and say, we want to focus on reducing your family's risk. (laughs) And we want to provide you as much information to your family as we can so that people can make informed decisions. Now, there certainly are women that test positive who will say, I'm going to, you know, take my risk. I'm not going to do anything preventatively. I'll get a mammogram every year. And that's what I'm going to do. And as long as we have thoroughly informed them and they've been able to repeat back to us in their layman's terms that they did understand what we communicated to them, then that is their choice. Uh, Maybe she'll change her mind next year or in five years. She usually will have regrets if the breast cancer does happen uh, because then now we're looking at treating the cancer and not just preventing the cancer. I'm also a believer in not rubbing anybody's nose in it, not making her feel guilty. I say, you know, don't look backwards at what if, could if, et cetera. This is where we are today and we're going to move forward. And that's the, that's the best we can do. Some of the research that's being currently done in the laboratories is to try to figure out, is there a way to turn the gene mutation off so that it 
is not the catalyst for causing breast cancer. So that type of research is being done, which I think is wonderful. So it would be great if you had a mutation, but we were able to fool it and uh, put it to sleep so it can't do you harm, then we wouldn't worry about finding positivity in gene testing. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Oncology Data Advisor. Be sure to check back throughout Breast Cancer Awareness Month for more of this exclusive interview series, all found at oncdata.com.